you know, there's all these stories about, you know, guys over in Macedonia who are running these fake news sites. Number 24 is Content Farms in Macedonia. Bidiki ako se napravi greška, tak je bide kobna. Nema vrakinja nazad. So, Europe need to, to remain more sexypil lady in the world. Ajde, majkata! Gospode, čuva Macedonija in izinite gregi. Is it Macedonia or Colombia? Perhaps Macolumbia, or as Zoran Zayev might proudly proclaim, North Colombia. Either way, Macedonia, as it prepares to turn 30 years old as a modern-day nation-state, is being pushed by Zoran Zayev, his government, his family, his cronies, and others in the direction of being a drug statelet, a narco-state, funded by the growing and selling of drugs, mostly marijuana, these days. His government has proposed the legalization and sale of dried marijuana, as well as the legalization of marijuana for recreational use, hoping to attract his version of, quote, foreign direct investment, unquote, from those wishing to visit Macedonia, not for its history, beauty, culture, and warmth, but for its drugs. And wait until we tell you about his planned commercial waste incinerator as a vital investment of strategic importance. Probably not the best way to create a prosperous, flourishing state for Macedonians, but Zayev is prime minister. We'll discuss all of this and much more on this episode of the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. I'm Jason Miko, coming to you from the foot of the Catalina Mountains in Oro Valley, Arizona. And this is Svetin Shilimanov in Skopje, Macedonia. How are you doing, Svetin? Uh, fine. Busy as usual. Or maybe even more than usual. Good. Well, busy. More than usual. In the summer, it's supposed to be the opposite. It's supposed to be a little more laid back. People are, you know, taking long weekends and vacations and... And things like that, but it seems it seems it's more hectic, I guess. It got a little you colder this week, so we are trying to get things done, uh, everybody, because <laughs> now you can actually get outside of the house for uh, for most of the day, and uh, and yes, there is no end to the craziness as well <laughs> that's that we live in. Are you referring to COVID or the government or something else? Everything is there. Is there a difference between the, those two? Everything. Things? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Well, it's it's been a couple of weeks since we recorded. This is episode 119 of the Macedonian Content Farmers podcast, and we are recording this on uh, Tuesday, the 20th of July. It looks like Jeff Bezos just got up into space and then came promptly back. The richest man on earth left the con- left the country, left the planet, <laughs> but then promptly returned. Uh and uh on the any on the fifty sixth the fifty second sorry anniversary of the uh, the moon landing, uh, on July twenty nineteen sixty nine, um, so that should tell you something. If the richest man on the planet wants to leave the planet, about what's going on on the planet, uh, or maybe he just went up there to see his domain and <laughs> his future domain. And I, I thought it's going to be longer. I thought he'll be up there for for a while, uh, for a few days at least. <laughs> 11 minutes. Oh man, that's that's horrible. <laughs> well, it's it it's 11 minutes, but it will have very long-term ramifications uh for humanity. Uh as first Richard Branson the other week and now Bezos and I know Elon Musk is planning on it as well. Elon Musk wants to go to Mars uh and colonize it. Uh but obviously this is a a new era um for space exploration, private space exploration. 
and uh, it, it, it is kind of exciting to see where that will go. It, it, we're not going to have Star Trek in our lifetime or anything like that, mm. but, uh, but uh, it, is, it is fascinating to, to, watch it, to watch it develop uh, and to see, how, to see how the private sector, Svetin, how a free market economy allows uh, men and women to become wealthy and then to create innovations uh, that, that allow, that, that benefit all of humanity. Now, unfortunately, Macedonia, in theory at least, is a free market capitalist state, but it sure doesn't seem like it these days. And the prime minister of Macedonia seems to think that the best way for a, a, a free market capitalist system to flourish is through the production and selling of drugs. Um, what, what's his latest harebrained scheme? Well, I mean, this is, this is his old uh, hairbreed scheme, is that uh, uh, he's now investing a lot in, personally, his family, etc., in uh, uh, cannabis farms, but uh, the legal uh, uh, excuse is that they're only growing uh, marijuana to make, to extract the oil. Uh, and um, he's been asking for, for years now, from the parliament, and, and now he's officially asking the parliament to legalize the export of dried uh, marijuana to European countries. And uh, the reason for this is because the f existing farms are obviously being abused for smuggling of the marijuana. They're growing it for oil, but in reality, they just cook the books. They write that they have produced far less marijuana than they actually have. They uh, grow the different kind of marijuana, not the industrial one, but the one for uh, smoking. Uh, then they have a company, I guess, sign off that they received a large quantity of marijuana and created oil, where in fact, in actuality, the marijuana that was grown is, is smuggled out of the country into Kosovo through creative uh, schemes. Once it was uh, crooks, uh, thieves allegedly hit a guard on the head and robbed a huge warehouse of, I think, a ton of marijuana. This was obviously very likely uh, uh, an inside deal to get, to smuggle it, the stuff out where, uh, where it can get a much higher price than if it was used as a you know, simple industrial oil uh, producing plant. The other one was when Zaev's cousin's driver and the head of police of Prilep were arrested while they were escorting a, a, a shipment of 200 kilograms of marijuana, which was meant for, came out of one of these farms and was meant for to be smuggled out of the country. So this is how they do it. And uh, if um, growing of marijuana for um, exporting of, uh, exporting it as dried, uh, no, marijuana for smoking, uh, is legalized, then it will be much easier for, for these guys, to for the farm owners, for Zav's family and uh, cronies to um, grow the types of marijuana they need, the quantities they want, and still they would smuggle some of it out of the country for to the black market where it would get a better price, but they can also export it to countries where it's legalized. So now he's, offer, he's submitting this bill to parliament and... Uh, yeah, we'll see soon if uh, it's adopted. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he'll, uh, he'll line up his people, and especially uh, the... Al well, actually, I should ask, uh, are the Albanian parties supporting this? I'm assuming they would. 
Uh, they will, but uh, they will demand uh, something in exchange, as they usually do. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're more into oh, hard drugs. Well. They, they're, they're mafia. <laughs> they've they've already yeah marijuana is a is a child mere child's play for them yeah uh, they, they go right to you know from marijuana right to heroin and cocaine and and uh, methamphetamines and and uh whatever else is out there wow well that's too bad again that's that's not in my opinion i think you would agree that the best way for a the proper flourishing uh of society and for creating prosperous states a state to make it into a narco state a a, a drug statelet um but his other, uh, I guess, plan for 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 uh, for making Macedonia wealthy is this harebrained idea for creating a commercial waste incinerator, uh, mm-hmm. and I think he called it a vital investment of strategic importance, if I'm not mistaken. Um, where and 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 what is he is, is he going to attract trying to attract gar- garbage from other states uh, and yeah. and uh, charge them in order to burn it in Macedonia? Uh, the thing is, uh, he's pushing this thing as hard as he's pushing the marijuana. So this is how we know that he has private, personal vested interest in this. And he already has the <laughs> investor lined up. So it's probably some guy from Slovenia, apparently. But it's obviously some of his uh, his connection. Uh, his Zaf is obviously going to be part owner of this thing. Uh, so um, he's saying, he, he says that this is going to build be built near... Negotino in the center of the country and in, in the center of the wine country. And this region is important because it's uh, on the main rail, railway line, which will become important uh, a little later uh, in this explanation. Uh, Zaev says that this is going to uh, like uh, either initially decompose, I guess, some of the of the waste from Macedonian municipalities. He says from the central, the eastern, the southern part of the country. He says about half of the municipalities in the country will be um, delivering their waste uh, for to be burned here. And then it's going to be allegedly like a closed system without any uh, exhaust, without any harmful smoke escaping and uh, huge uh, high temperatures. So everything is going to be destroyed and plus it's going to be used for energy production. And, you know, so far so good, but uh, uh, green groups from Negotino, they looked into the proposal and they say, listen, this is going to be able to burn like four or five times more than we produce uh, in the entire country, the, the, the entire waste of, of Macedonia that's fit for incineration. And, you know, uh, I think this is still an active problem. Uh, for a long while, uh, China was importing plastics to be burned from uh, Europe. And then they, uh, at one point they abruptly stopped and uh, suddenly Europe was left with a huge uh, surplus of waste where it can't, uh, which it can't uh, dispose of. And uh, very quickly we started hearing stories about shipments to Albania, about uh, you know, a Macedonian company importing Italian waste, burning it in Bulgaria and stuff like that. So the reason that this plant is going to be on the railway line, directly linked to the port of Solon, Thessaloniki, is that very obviously, and it's oversized, obviously, it's projected to be much bigger than we need for our own garbage, is that it's go- uh, Zaf is going to have this company import garbage from Europe for a good price, you know, 
help, helping Italy, Germany get rid of their waste and he's going to burn it in, uh, in Negotino. And this is what the people in, in the city are now concerned about and uh, protesting about. But Zaev immediately had it adopted at the government level as a strategic investment in the country, as something we have to, we can't do without. And he's so openly persistent about this deal that if he were smarter about this, maybe some kind of even-handed, like, we'll look into it while pushing it from the background, it would be smarter for him. But he's openly, you know, guns blazing, best deal ever, we have to build this immediately, etc. So uh, uh, this tells you, you know, the persistence is is equal to his persistence when, when talking uh, marijuana. So it tells you that it's definitely his private business and... Uh, He'll be making a profit out of this. Wow. Well, a, a couple of things you said there. So number one, um, yeah, as he says about the EU, there is no alternative. So that's what it sounds like here. There is no alternative. So Macedonia is going to be known in future for exporting drugs and importing garbage. Um, yeah. Which, uh, you know, we can come up with a tagline for uh, for Macedonia for that. You, you said... You know, Negotino, I know that area, been there many times, and you said, you know, wine country. So just remind me when I prepare to move there and retire and build my, my home, <laughs> um, remind me not to build in that area, because uh, the last thing I want to do is have my floor-to-ceiling uh, living room window looking out at a waste incinerator uh, in the middle of, uh, of, um, of uh, a vineyard <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Uh, that's just, um, you know... Look, I, I, as we just talked about, you know, Bezos and, and Elon Musk and Richard Branson have become wealthy. They've created innovation, um, the space exploration, of course, uh, even in the mundane field of, of waste uh, removal, uh, there are mm-hmm. uh, you know, innovations and, and ways to do this in, in a safe manner that, that, you know, creates as little pollution as possible. I believe all that, but, you know... I'm just, Macedonia has so much more to offer the world than accepting the world's garbage and burning it. Um, And it just, Mm. it sounds like, you know, to your point, that this is a family investment. Uh, Somebody sold him on this. Uh, Nobody else wanted the garbage. So Macedonia, so Zoranzai said, oh, Macedonia, we'll take the garbage of the world, of Europe. Uh, And and I think it's, I think it points also, you know, not just to his own, personal um, desire to become wealthy through government uh, programs and projects. But uh, frankly, he's just lazy. He's not looking at other areas in which Macedonia could excel uh, in terms of creating, uh, you know, uh, um, jobs and wealth and, and, and attracting real foreign direct investment like the previous government did with, uh, with some of the strategic uh, areas that it was looking at. But since we're on Zaev and his family and them all benefiting from the sale of marijuana or the burning of garbage, um, now we find out that Bechtel, the American, the very large American mm. company that is involved in construction and other projects, has won a, correct me if I'm wrong, a no-bid contract for mm. uh, a highway in Macedonia. So... You know, again, as as conservatives, as free marketeers, um, limited government types, uh, the idea of a no bid contract, especially on something like this, if it if it's something concerning national security or something like that, perhaps. But a highway, Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you can make the 
argument that, you know, highways and transportation and infrastructure could be national security. And of course, that's the danger is that everything becomes national security. If everything is national yeah. security, then nothing is national security. But Bechtel, the American corporation, has now won a no-bid contract from the government of Macedonia to build a highway. And of course, you know, maybe this is a reward, shall we say, from... Uh, yeah. From uh, you know between the Americans and the Zayev government, what which what where is the highway by the way? Uh, it's going to be a, a very difficult stretch of the Skopje-Ohrid highway that was planned. Uh, uh, this is going to be the section between uh, uh, Gustivar and Kichava, so it's Straja as it's known. Uh, mm. uh, where you have to drive up oh, yeah. the Bistra mountain on the road toward Mavrova and uh, and there, but it's really horrible terrain and it's going to be. A exceptionally expensive even if we allow for uh, bidding and for competing offers and for several companies and uh, and everything and we are not so it means it's going to be humongously expensive so Gruevsky had the, uh, a Chinese company in you know in a deal when you know the Chinese are looking for uh, you know, part political part uh, financial interest uh, uh, he had them um, uh, like uh, th their stretch of the highway, which they they are still working on. As I've slow rolled this deal, uh, this construction from uh, Kichevo to Ohrid, it's much better terrain and uh, about the same length, and it was estimated at about five hundred million. Uh, and even with overruns, you know, it's uh, uh, it would maybe hit like six hundred. Uh, this stretch, uh, the way it's being. Uh, planned and projected, I, I don't see this costing us less than a billion, uh, uh, this section. Mm. And then Zayef is, uh, wants to give them uh, a, a small section between uh, Struga and the Albanian border. So once this entire highway is complete from Skopje to Ohrid, and then uh, it, it will continue to, you know, part Chinese, part American construction, it would continue then for like uh, 10 kilometers from uh, Struga to the Albanian uh, border. And then he also wants them to build uh, a, a highway between uh, Prilep and Bitola, which is a narrow, flat terrain, uh, you know, that will be technically easy to build, but all together, you know, it will easily uh, approach 2 billion, maybe not surpass 2 billion, but uh, I estimate it's going to hit to, uh, close to 2 billion. Wow, and and I I you know as you were mentioning those highways those routes I know them all I've driven them all. Um, interesting to note that under the Gurevsky government there was a slightly different route from Kichevo or from Gostovar or Kichevo to Ohrid as opposed to the one that we're talking about now. Um, and of course you know the question is you know a billion, two billion, pretty soon you're talking about real money um, as the old saying goes. Mm -hmm. This is all going to be paid for through long-term debt financing, uh, borrowing money from the Chinese or the Americans or somebody else. Yeah. Um, it's, um, yeah, it, it, and these are all done projects. This is all going through, correct? Uh, it's now the, the parliament adopted a law to make Bechtel, uh, you know, to, I guess, to enter into negotiations with Bechtel for these free highways. Um, I'm not sure how much room we will have to negotiate about price, about other things, but it's clear now that you know they're going to have the exclusive right to build the highways. 
and it's hugely corrupt deal. So we even have some US-funded media outlets like Radio Free Europe uh, raised the issue. We had the, the Anti-Corruption Commission said this is unacceptable. Then uh, they called on President Pendarovsky not to sign the deal. He immediately signed it. Like, nobody is going to go against Americans <laughs> on this. It's obviously... You know, they are returning their investment in Zayev in the colored revolution. They did not, you know, as I said did, on Twitter, they did not give all this money to bring, to get Zayev to position him in power. They did not give the money for nothing. They obviously want a return. And then there is another huge problem here because, you know, even Gruevsky was, he was able to get European funding for these things. So uh, we either turn to, you know, co commercial developers like uh, i guess china which gives you usually the best deal financially or you know if you want some leverage with the us or if the us is pressuring you you go to Bechtel, like kosovo did like croatia did like montenegro is now being forced to do uh, or you know the best deal actually financial finance wise is to go to the eu and they fund like half of the highway or you know, in some cases, the whole of the highway, uh, they, they're literally asking mem countries that are members of the EU or which are applying to join to submit proposals. And uh, this is what the EU does. Grievsky got like 200 million in uh, part grants, part uh, soft credit loans uh, to build uh, a stretch of the highway to Greece between Demirkapia and Gevgelia. And uh, and then, you know, this was the highway when he, he then renamed it uh, Alexander the Great, just to not give the Greek, the, the EU any <laughs> ideas that now that he's taking their money, he will be, he's bought and paid for. So this was a huge deal. And Zav then renamed the highway Friendship and etc. But even Grievsky was able to get this kind of deal. When he was being, uh, you know, uh, initially you know, uh, moderately and then openly attacked by the by the EU. <laughs> and now that Zayev is the darling of the EU, the most reasonable, sensible, historic, visionary leader in the Balkans, and he is wronged repeatedly by the EU, which does not allow him to open the accession talks, it should be the easiest proposition in the world to say, okay, listen, you screwed me up about over the EU accession talks, at least give me some money so I can you know, not lose face in front of my people. Instead, but, but you know, if the EU does mm -hmm. this, then it's going to have to be an open bid procedure. And usually, and it would be expected that a company from an EU member state wins it after competing with several other companies so we can get to a, something that resembles a, an honest deal. <laughs> Zayf is now giving practically all of the future projected highway plans in Macedonia to Bechtel at a time when we could reasonably expect in the coming years, if we open accession talks, or even if we don't open accession talks, to get the money from the EU to build at least some, at least half of this stuff in grants. So yeah, I was just commenting today that we actually are running, he's gonna cost us three billion, two billion <laughs> to build these things, and another billion in, in lost grants, which we could have easily claimed from the EU and, uh, and use them instead of wasting our own money to bribe the, the US deep state and the, and the diplomats who then curiously end up from 
a position of U.S. ambassador in the Balkans get uh, hired by Bechtel as their directors and managers. This is open corruption uh, by the U.S. embassy. Mm, mm, well, that's, uh, that's not good. Um, and in fact, is very bad, uh, both for Macedonia and for the U.S., because what that does is it, the, the actions of the U.S., without trying to, you know, even explain themselves, uh, that yeah. that lowers the the their legitimacy in the eyes of Macedonians. Uh, it it create cast shadows over their actions when they when they do this when the and especially when the government of Macedonia does no bid contracts like this, it creates doubt in these in these mm. institutions. And as we've talked about before, you you've got to have. The, the institutions, everything that's between the state and the and the individual, uh, all those institutions really do need to be strong for for a healthy uh, democracy to function properly. And when there is doubt, and when there is no trust in these institutions, when their legitimacy is questioned, um, that's not good for any society. Uh, mm. and, and that's and I I, I I'm sure that the the uh, the State Department, the U.S. Embassy, their public affairs officers know all this, but they choose to ignore it. Apparently, um, you you talked quite a bit there about the European Union, and I know we just saw this this uh, tweet this morning, a poll from Balkan Barometer 2021, that said only 53% of Macedonians think the EU is a good thing, and a third are ambivalent. Um, which is interesting because I remember the IRI polling, which they do, I think, two or three times a year. In years past, EU, the, the desire for, for Macedonians to join the EU was as high as 90%. So if, if that's yeah. correct, to go from 90 to 53 is quite a fall. Um, but again, you know, and as I responded on that tweet, the EU has only itself to blame, uh, you know, especially when you look at not only what happened with Greece, but now what we've got going on with Bulgaria. Of course, the Bulgarians just had an election. Looks like um, Boyko Borisov, his party, Gurb, has come in second. And um, Slavi Trifonov, I believe, there is such a there is yep. such a people. This is a new party. They won. Yeah. Um, I guess they're trying to form a government or something. I don't know. But he's not going to be the prime minister. What um, what what what's the latest on the Bulgarian front? Well, nothing, we didn't get any clarity, which, you know, Zaf was asking for. There is no clear winner. Uh, Borisov could still pull it off, although it seems that all the other parties are turned against him and eager to kick him out. <laughs> uh, Slavi does not have uh, the votes to form a government. He's, he was very, you know, uh, haughty and... Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, bossy toward the other parties, which he needs. So his first proposal for, uh, he proposed a full government. It was immediately rejected. And now he's uh, backpedaling, making some other proposals. But we did get one, uh, uh, one proposal out of him uh, in line with uh, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk. That was to, that he would turn to the, he was listing the priorities for the government he was proposing, and he said one of them will be to go to NASA and ask them to send uh, a Bulgarian man and a woman to space. Mm. And then uh, he said we would also make extra efforts to have to secure a third slot for an, as he said, North Macedonian cosmonaut <laughs> to join them. And then Borisov was like, "What? 
you want to start an interstellar war. Uh, and then he was like, why is the Macedonian going to be a man, but we are supposed to send a woman there, so what's gonna, what will happen up there, and uh, what if the aliens ask us, you know, who are you? And he says, I'm a Macedonian, and then, no, we insist, no, no, he's Bulgarian or North Macedonian. So they're having a little fun at this, but it was really a bizarre moment in our otherwise also bizarre <sighs> relationship with uh, Bulgaria, but there is no clarity. They have presidential elections in October. All efforts are made by the, this interim government, which was appointed by the president, Radev, to arrest Borisov, to destroy him. It's similar somewhat to what was being done to Gruevsky. I can sympathize with the guy, you know, his behavior toward Macedonia and his en endorsement of Zaev, notwithstanding it's maybe some poetic justice for him, that he's now being held before uh, the police and uh, being investigated. Um, all these colored revolution-style protest parties, there's three of them, and then there's the Social Democrats, and obviously the party of the minority Turks, and they're all now looking to replace Borisov, but it's unclear whether you know some of them will be more open to to talk with Zaev and uh, accept any kind of a deal even after the October presidential elections hmm so it just continues uh in this this infinite repeated loop of groundhog day uh mm. so well you you mentioned you mentioned the um a couple of things there the colorful revolution um Macedonian North Macedonian Bulgarian of course there is no such thing as a North Macedonian um, I did. Mm -hmm. I did notice that we had the Galichnik wedding uh, this past weekend. Uh, the mm -hmm. the British ambassador, to her credit, you know, talked about I think Macedonian culture, whereas the EU ambassador yeah. couldn't say it. He had to use the Macedonian flag emoji, and it, mm -hmm. and then he had the word culture after that, which you know, again, that just goes back to the, my point about you know the EU is failing and flailing in terms of its impact in Macedonia because it, it it can't even acknowledge Macedonian culture and so it's delegitimizing mm -hmm. itself through those actions um but also of course and you mentioned president uh, uh Pendorovsky, uh, who was at the the wedding um now last month June which is pride, part of pride year apparently it never ends uh, you had the LGBTQWERTY month or whatever it is. Uh, Pentorovsky was there with his family, uh, you know, pushing this agenda on 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 families, on kids, etc. Of course, Orban, Prime Minister mm -hmm. Orban in, in in Hungary, has taken a lot of heat from over from uh, the EU and von der Leyen and others on this as well. Uh, but Pentorovsky was also at the Glichnik wedding and. Um, mm -hmm. I can't remember the name of the individual who's who had a son there, and it was all over Twitter. Gotze uh, uh, Pangovsky is the name. He's uh, he's the uh, Macedonian American, I think, and uh, he's been active in protesting the press putting and uh, all the Zav's concessions. Excellent. Yes, but he had his his ten year old son there, wrapped in the flag of the mm -hmm. Kutlesh flag, I believe, shouting "Never North, always yeah. Ma only Macedonia" or something like that. And he took a lot of abuse for that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, so we had, uh, like for, as you said, like for a month, uh, Pendarovsky was going to events, uh, the, the Pride Parade, etc. And a lot of people made a point to have children there and to say that, listen, uh, children draped in 
rainbow flags uh, and uh, expressing support for the LGBT cause. And now when another guy does you know, the same thing, drapes his child in a, a Kutlash flag and the kid says, never nor at all, only Macedonia, you know, legitimate protest against mm. the, uh, the president of a very abusive police state, which is violating rights of its citizens to impose something that the citizens rejected. And all these same people are, were in uh, the replies practically calling on the police to, you know, uh, seize the child, to remove the child from parental care. You know, who are these uh, unwashed uh, nationalist Macedonians who would indoctrinate their children into, you know, God forbid, loving their country and, uh, you know, protecting, uh, protesting against its forced renaming and the loss of identity, national identity. So... This was like a huge reversal in a matter of uh, of weeks. We had several a leftist artist, uh, a leftist Macedonian woman who works in Brussels, and they were explaining uh, just before this incident, unrelated to anything of the, any of this, uh, or actually slightly related, because at the same time we have a push from uh, far left education minister Mila Tsarovska to introduce, uh, you know, broad uh, sexual education into elementary schools, something like the dispute which they're having in Hungary now, and, uh, you know, to make it gay-friendly and uh, all, you know, uh, adhere to all the left-wing talking points, uh, you know, to make the curriculum uh, something, you know, they they agree with. And uh, uh, there were this lefty commentators saying that, you know, this usual communist, original communist manifesto style talking points. So the children do not belong to the family, they belong to the community. There is a limit to what the parents can uh, decide or impose on their children in terms of curriculum. Beyond this limit, you know, the state takes over and the state decides what's best for, you know, the public education of the children. Since it's on the public dime, you know, since we are, we, the benevolent community, are educating the children of our, you know, illiterate, unwashed, uh, knuckle-dragging conservatives, then we must, you know, roll over their protests. And there was huge outrage, you know, people uh, were... It's a well-known talking point to people who have been paying attention from the left, but apparently many haven't been paying attention, and it was stated in a way which, uh, you know, outraged people. There were hundreds of comments uh, in their replies. Uh, So, yes, we are now having this debate. Uh, Public education, homeschooling is being mentioned, even though there is no such thing in Macedonia, but now with online education, it might happen. So, yeah, interesting things are, are happening. We have an a interesting new front in the, in the culture war. Well, just, just wait until the uh, U.S. Embassy and State Department start demanding that the Macedonian uh, educational curriculum include critical race theory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's, actually, that's doable. We should do that because, you know, uh, it would be to our Macedonian advantage if we look at it objectively because... Uh, it might come strange to Americans, but uh, here the white Christian population were actually the slaves and the serfs until 
mm. just over a hundred years ago. So much after the U.S. Civil War, we were still enslaved by a still mostly white uh, but Muslim uh, overlords, you know, the Turkish and the Albanian uh, uh, base, uh, you know, feudal lords in the region. So practically, as I was saying, if I uh, sit down with, uh, what's the name of this Palestinian uh, member of Congress you have there? Oh, uh, uh, Ilhan Omar. Tlaib or something. No, uh, Tlaib, oh. the Talib. Tlaib, Rashid Talib, yeah. Rashid, yeah. So if we sit down, and obviously she would insist that I'm the uh, white male, uh, you're the you know, oppressor, check your privilege person. But we were actually living, the Palestinians and the Macedonians, within the same empire, the Ottoman Empire. And if her great grandfather and my great grandfather met at the marketplace in Istanbul, it would be clear that her family, being Muslim and both being white, uh, that her family were the oppressors and the upper class and practically the slave owners vis-a-vis -vis my great-grandfather, who was Christian. Mm. So, yeah, if we introduce this objectively, uh, looking objectively at, at our history, then yes, it would be Macedonians who would need to demand reparations from what little Turks we have left and from the Albanians. But the U.S. Embassy just... Um, switches immediately into a mode when they say, since we are a majority, we need to make concessions, and the minority is always oppressed. So, so the, the American diplomats here project their uh, CRT on, uh, on us, but backwards. They have the historical oppressors, uh, the Muslim minority in Macedonia cast as the uh, oppressed, historically oppressed. Well, since you mentioned Albania, um, I think it's worth maybe perhaps ending with this uh, this news that um, reading an article here uh, titled Albania and Kosovo, Unification Through the Back Door, question mark. And the key paragraph says, starts uh, with a heading, Popular Support for Unification. It says, quote, Unification, or as many in the two countries call it, reunification, enjoys wide popular support in both Albania and Kosovo. A poll from 2019 found that 75% of Albanians and 64% of Kosovars in favor. Uh, of course, the article goes on to, to state that the constitution of Kosovo does not allow for the uh, joining of Kosovo with any other country, uh, to which Zoran Zayev would say, hold my beer. Well, that is something that we, uh, we have to keep... Uh, keep looking at, thinking about, worrying about. I mean, all those people who said that Kosovo becoming independent would never, uh, there would never be the possibility of Kosovo and Albania or parts of Macedonia perhaps joining. Mm. Uh, well, I, I think they need to, I think they need to yeah. rethink uh, what they said then. Uh, granted, of course, Albania and Macedonia now are, are NATO members. It would be very odd for that to happen, but I, I think if there's anything that we've learned, especially since the end of the Cold War, is that just about anything can still happen. I mean, yeah, def this is definitely the, the way we're going, and uh, there is nothing uh, standing in the way that's uh, now that uh, you know Macedonia is being disintegrated as a nation state, yeah, there is really n nobody there to, to stop this, uh, this lurch uh, in this direction. 
Yes, well, on that note of crushing morosity, um, <laughs> I've actually I've got a call I've, I've got to attend to here. Um, we have uh, covered a lot of ground in this podcast, uh, although it's been a while, but, you know, it's summer, people are traveling, things like that, as I said. I know we'll get together here again in another 10 days or so and mm-hmm. do it all again. Um, and uh, I think we've pretty much covered everything we talked about in our pre-podcast call, haven't we? Yep, I don't think anybody can complain yeah. about that. The output this this week. Yeah, that's no, a lot of ground. All right. Good talking to you, Sveten. Yeah, you too, buddy. Take care. Yeah.